Journalist with Jonah 99.7 FM in Accra. And uh, every Wednesday, we get together like this to discuss all the very critical issues in the world of tourism, art, and culture. That is why we're here this evening again. Show produced by Philip Nye. Oliver Fangnan is our social media executive, and he's helping with all the digital supports that we need tonight. Now, please follow Joy Entertainment pages on our social media handles. Yeah, follow on IG, on Facebook. Follow Joy 99.7 FM Twitter handle as well. And read our stories on myjoyonline.com. Let me also remind you that our podcasts are available on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. So you can listen to this show after the conversation. Yeah. So we're back again. And today we are coming to talk about something that has been uh, going on for a while now. A conversation that has uh, been in the media space for the past few days. So, uh, the, the music business is a very difficult one. And I'm sure we all know that. Now, for fledgling musicians, um, having the talent is not enough, actually, in this business. You need an investor. You need a record label or somebody who would project your craft or your brand. But, <laughs> typical of every human relationship, there are sometimes... Uh, you see artists fall out with their record labels or management outfits. And in Ghana, we have seen so many examples. So many examples. Now, the latest one is Last Made saying goodbye to Kewa's highly spiritual music label. Well, I don't know. For those of you who don't know how Last Made was discovered, he was the winner of MTN Hitsmaker Season 8, which was held in 2019. Now, Kewa has given an account of what really happened. How come uh, Last Mid exited the highly spiritual record label? We have not heard from Last Mid's camp yet. I tried connecting with uh, the manager, but that was not successful. That notwithstanding, we will try to have an objective analysis of the matter with what we know so far. So this evening, we want to look at some of the mistakes that both artists and record labels make when they agree to work together and how they can avoid these mistakes here on Joy Entertainment Unpacked, Joy 99.7 FM Twitter Spaces. Now, let me go straight to my guests for this evening and speak to them and say hi to them. Let me test their microphones as usual before we start the conversation. Let me go to one gentleman who has been in the industry for a while now. Worked, uh, he's worked as a music executive, championing musicians, copyright issues here and there. He is the president of Ghana Music Alliance and a former manager for Chase. We have Seven Xavier here. Hello, Seven. Hello, Kwame. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm also doing well. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Okay, let me introduce oh, my next speaker for this evening. We have our regular uh, brother, Adam Mensah-Chotemme, who is a journalist with a Spectator newspaper. He's a PR executive, an event MC. Uh, he's worked with artists like Take, Empress Gifty, and many more. Hello, Adam. Hello, Kwame. Rapping live, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Brother Chris. Thank, thank you so much for thank you so much for joining us this evening. Then let me move on to uh, the man who is a multidisciplinary creative. He's a music executive as well. Kofi uh, Wachi Ansa Beats Menace also joining us this evening. Brian Kofi. Brian Kofi, what's it then? Nice people, one. We for speak fancy because Tadi, Tadi is in the building. You know. Oh, you did Tadi, yeah. Oh no no no! I say I say. Oh okay, because of last May. Oh Charlie, me my oh, people. Oh I say I say I say I say I say. What's that, up? What's that, up that about it? What's up about it? <laughs> Charlie, my hometown, oh my hometown, Charlie. Yes yes yes. Oh. We are also expecting to have Baba Sari, who is a creative entrepreneur and founder of Three Music Networks, to also join us on the space this evening to have this conversation. Uh, yes, but. Before I, um, before we start the conversation, I want us to listen to an interview that my brother KMJ had with Kewa on Prime Morning on Joy Prime TV. I want us to listen to this conversation. And then when we come back, we'll do the breakdown right here. Investing wishing to take him to the next level. Um, if I begin to talk about what the investment is, you would know that we really went yeah. deep, had a conversation with him, and then we had to move to our next level. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly, the conversation we had, we sealed. It was not written, written, but it was sealed with understanding, yeah. both of us, with evidence. Suddenly, the narrative changes because now he's become big and he's been influenced by seeing people in our, in our, our circle, you know. Really? Yeah, and so he decides that, listen, uh, there's back and forth, back and forth. Back so and his contract forth. wasn't... Well, you see, it's, it's, it's deep, deeper. There was nothing like even a contract in the first place. Oh. We did one year. One year was over. Now we had to continue. What MTN gave him to me for one year, okay, let me break down. MTN gave last May to me for one year with 40,000 Ghana cities to produce two songs, two videos, promote two songs, two videos, outrageous. With 40,000 40, cities. <laughs> out. They know that every song we release, outrageous. I put in all. Yeah. After a year, now this time is over. And the most... Uh, I, 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 just a wire sad because it's over. Yeah. Now, he wants to stay. I also want him to stay. But the young chaps in the uh, chaps in the industry mm. feel that listen, your focus is on this boy. He's he's not no no more a part of a label. Yeah. And your focus is on him. And I'm not only the person you know handling the label also. So I personally called him. With some people, I said, listen, I still believe in you, still believe in what you can do. Let's do this. Let's agree. I've put in every effort to put you to push you to where you ought to get to. When we because the boys are always complaining, yeah. because you will come and tell you, listen, you are using our money to push this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody was saying saying it. So I said, Okay, let's push you to where at least we have a hit song. 
then the conversation will be different. Yeah. So once we're signing you on the label proper, nobody will say anything. Yeah. He agreed. We're all happy. And then we start the journey. All right? Mm. Moving on. First song, second third song, third song. Then fourth song. <clears throat> Friday night. All over. Yeah. Big song. And, okay, so what's the next thing? We have to put uh, put a label, uh, sorry, the contract, sign the contract and move on. Now, he, he was desperate to even sign the contract. And I said, let's get the right contract for you. And take your time and steady it. Don't rush. Take your time. <laughs> now, he takes his time, steadies it, and he picks out some few things he thinks we should work on. And I told the manager, like, whatever he wants to be done, listen, do it for him. Because, listen, last minute, I'm so. so whatever he's looking out for. So we, we did a lot of changes within six months, changes. I want this. I don't want this. Take this one out. I want my own YouTube channel. Do this. Do mm. this. He, I want, it, you know, everything he wanted. So let's, no, we already, let's sign. No, said, no, my lawyers, hey. Oh, I didn't know that you had lawyers. But it's very, very important for you to have lawyers. So, yeah. so why are your lawyers? Oh, they're in America. Some two guys. I said, hey, wow, let's wait for your lawyers. Lawyers are not coming. I said, when are we? Because we have to now keep releasing new songs and all yeah. that. So cool. we went ahead to drop a new song. Running, I don't know why you hear yeah. that song. Yeah. Beautiful song. I yeah. personally took that song around. It's a beautiful I song. Drove, I, I was everywhere trying to distribute the song. Pay to get people to play the song. And I come back and I say, listen, running is, running is done. Let's, let, I mean, the song is out there. Let's just see what there's a move on. Uh, yeah. My father says that she waits. You know, she wants to come, so we sign the contract together. Oh, fine. Your father wants to be a witness. Beautiful. Let's wait for that and see. Then back and forth, back and forth. Back. So your father, even if he was coming from the moon, he would have been here by now. Right. And we had to shoot the video, release the video. The video was shot. Very expensive video. I don't know whether you have seen that video. Very expensive video. All right. So we're about to release the video. And then I said, hmm. tell him to just put a pen on the paper. Let's release the video. I mean, it will be awesome. Yeah. We are there. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing we see in our email is um, last minute lawyer representing him from He's a, this person is a Nigerian. I said, hey, you have a lawyer from America. Now he's Nigerian. I said, wow, you're an international artist already. So the lawyer says that there are some few things they want to counter. And I said, after, after the editing, you know, no problem. What do you, what do you want to counter? The details are... are we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, very yeah. We'll, let's, 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 yeah. let's just cut to the kitchen and then I'll <laughs> deal with these people. Later we'll find that. Yes. You know, so... It, it, the, the loyal thing didn't work. You, you, if you see the details, you know that it, is, it means that we don't want to do it. Ah, okay, that's what, what, how it sounded. Like. Yes, it's like you're calling me to come to the car park. Mm. And I said, I'm saying that, you know, get me some staircase that can get me from here mm. to the car park without putting my foot down. Okay. I said, okay. So I told managers, listen, let's just sit, ask them what they want. They said, we want to terminate it. I said, there's no contract in the first place. To, 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 to terminate. Yeah. So let's just move on. I love him. He's not for sale. Um, when I picked him from nowhere, I just knew that he had a purpose. He had a plan. I would support him on any day. Let's just move on. 
So, so I mean, the story is big. Yeah. I believe that one day I really open up. <laughs> but gradually, just, have you have you had the one that has been to? I'm sure. Oh yeah. They, they, they've had. And so people don't have no idea. All right, all right, all right, all right. So that voice is Kwa. Uh, the CEO of Highly Spiritual Music Record Label. And you heard him speak to KMJ on Joy Prime Television Prime Morning uh, a few days ago. So this is actually the foundation of our conversation this evening. As I said earlier on, we tried to speak to the camp of Last Maid, but that was not successful. So we will try as much as we can to be very objective in this matter uh, and make... Uh, Try, try so well to do the analysis uh, to suit the context for which we intend to have this one this evening. Let me break down what we just listened to in the uh, interview that KMG had with Kewa. Let me break that down for you to get the highlights of it. So uh, in the interview, Kewa said that they had no contracts. He had no contracts with last mate but they had sealed a conversation. They had a sealed conversation. Again, he says that um, he was given 40,000 Ghana cities by MTN Hitsmaker to produce and promote two songs and two videos for Last Mid for one year. Again, he goes ahead to say that it, it was their fourth song, Friday Night, that became a hit. So after producing first, second, third, the fourth one was the breakthrough song. Last Mid left after they did running. Now, Last Mid wanted some things changed in the contract. He, he gave him about six months to go through the contract so that he would be sure of whatever he was getting into. Uh, Last Mid said, according to Kewa, Last Mid said he was waiting for his lawyers in the U.S., to give him the go-ahead or to, to read through the contract before he would sign. Uh, again, he waited. They didn't come. Later, last minute again said, according to Kewa, that he was waiting for his father. His father wanted to be a witness to the contract. They waited for long. The father never showed up. Then, last, last, last minute's lawyer from Nigeria wrote to Kewa and from inferring from what he told KMJ, uh, they were demanding certain things that he could not offer in the contract. And so they had to let, let uh, last minute leave the label or he just had to part ways at that point in time. So that's basically what is contained in that interview I played to you that interview that KMG had with Kewa a few days ago on Joy Prime. Now, uh, let me also say that we have Baba Sadiq, a, uh, a creative entrepreneur right here with us. Baba, I'm giving you the microphone so kindly accept so we put you on now. Yes. So let me go straight. Let's get talking now. Let me move to you, Kofi Beats Menace. Uh, before we even get to the crux of the matter, to the main topic. Let me try to tease your mind or let you educate us on what a record label is. What constitutes a record label? What are the, the features, the components of a record label? Kofi Wachi, Beats Menace. Um, yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. Um, 
I I'm just reeling over the details, um, you know, of the case. But well, to begin, a uh, uh, record label, you know, basically is an institution, an organization, or an entity um, that is usually taxed to. Well, it, the role varies slightly depending on the type of label it is. But the core business of a record label is basically to take an artist or a music talent um, and introduce them or bring them to market. Okay, uh, Some of them might, or in the past, it, it was pretty common for a lot of labels to sign artists and develop them, you know, um, package them in such a way that they are an easy sell to a specific market or audience. Um, so that's the key thing. Um, there are different types of record labels. We, we have major record labels, and, and these are very huge conglomerates that have um, often have huge offices spread across the world in key cities or territories, and they are made up of several departments. You know, um, big labels would usually have. Um, a component for um, uh, an office for international dealings, local dealings. There's an entity for um, uh, artist and repertoire, A&R. There are services for, for, for media and advertising. Uh, so sometimes some of these roles are sort of are given to separate entities that operate under the huge umbrella. Some of them are housed, you know, all under one umbrella. It, it depends. Um, major label, but I mean, I'd, I'd like to restrict it specifically for the conversation we're having. Uh, so in our part of the world, we usually have production houses, independent record labels, but most <coughs> specifically, the sort of setup we have in Ghana, I would... Um, I would consider them production companies than independent record labels. Primarily because for the most part, a lot of the aspects of um, the dealings of an independent label, which is basically a stripped down version of what a major label is, is to engage um, the duties or the roles of um, second or third parties to do certain mm -hmm. things for them. Okay, as opposed to having the machinery or the power to accommodate all of that in-house, so it is uncommon. I mean, it is it is not it is not far-fetched to find, um, like Kewa's highly spiritual, or even um, our our very own links, which which can be argued to be an independent label. It is, but I, I consider it more of a production company that offers label services. You understand mm. independent record label services. I, so, I think they have, they have actually said they are a label services company now. Okay. Strictly label services. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they, they have. Well, yeah, they well, have. I, yeah. I, I called them a production company offering independent label services. I think two years ago, and somebody nearly ate me alive here on Twitter. But it is what yeah. it is. Um, we need to. Kofi, really please understand. before 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 you go on, I want you to retweet right. this one. Are you suggesting that most of the uh, the companies we call record labels are not record labels in the sense of the word. No, they are production companies. And you see, there's, 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 uh, there's don't, a... Don't we have even one? Don't we have even one typical Personally, record label in Ghana? No. I, no, I, I not a major one. No, not a major one. 
no, 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 no. And, and, and let me be clear. There's nothing wrong with being a production company. A lot, in fact, there are a lot of pro- production companies that later evolved to become independent labels that put artists we know today. Like they introduce yeah. artists we know today. And then maybe at some point they sign some licensing deals, some publishing deals, some distribution deal, and so on and so forth. But it is what yeah. it is. The way we operate here, these entities are production companies that offer label services. There's a difference. Even though, you know, sometimes the lines could get blurry depending on the scope of activities, usually per artist. You understand? Okay. So you would okay. find you would okay. find maybe five artists under a roster. Each artist is serviced by a different entity under that umbrella. Somebody's handling the distribution for artist A. And somebody else is doing publishing for same artist A, but it's totally different for, from artist D on the same label. That's a typical production label. company. Kofi, with, with this education, um, permit me to use production company and record label interchangeably in this conversation. Yeah, that's um, perfectly fine. Yes, for, for the purpose of understanding, I may use record label at a point in time. Yeah, but if I use production company, um, please, my listeners, please bear with me uh, because of this education that has been given to us this evening here. Now, Kofi, let, let me go ahead to pick your initial thoughts, uh, two minutes, on this whole uh, last made uh, Kwa issue. Uh, briefly, even before we delve deeper into that, what is your general impression? How did you feel when you, when you heard this particular story or when you read about it? Uh, well, there's only as much as I can say because I haven't heard last mid side of the story, you know, and, and there's a danger with this one-sided narrative. However, um, I can't help but admit that whatever submissions I'll put forth might be informed by some personal bias, given my personal experiences in our space. Uh, what were my initial impressions when I heard it? I was disappointed and it felt like a broken record once again. Um, there are a number of reasons why the creative sector does not um, project or, or have investors want to invest um, in the sector. And this is one of them. And, and I totally understand because a lot of us creatives tend to be a little... Um, tend to be a little engrossed in in the creative aspect leaving the business behind you know i think mm-hmm. the fact that you know he gave the contract to the artist six months for six months and after i, I believe the fourth single i mean correct me if i'm wrong is that what he said he's because he said yes. they put out yes. three songs yes, yes. yes. so friday that night was a, friday that night was a very is the fourth yeah fourth single fourth single that's 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 bad business practice i am sorry um please please what do you what what do you you mean what what do you mean by that well yes okay let let me simplify let's forget about music for a minute right if if somebody is starving the person will get you you don't get money if they die and the person knows I have a soft heart for them, and I'll I'll keep giving them food for free for Kofi. Free, for let, free. let me interrupt you for a minute. Um, seven, kindly mute your microphone. Now, when I come back to you, then you put it on. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. 
You oh, see, okay. COVID, you continue. see, we, we, we fail to realize that human beings are human beings. And even the law recognizes this. Now, I don't know what sort of agreements they had. He said it wasn't written. But if he had proof of certain things he insisted, like, for instance, uh, setting agreements in a chat, given certain instances, it will hold legally. The law also makes amendments for setting situations. That's why you have basic agreements like MOUs, Memorandums of Understanding, or a Heads of Agreement, which is basically a document that highlights or bullet points things that two parties, two or, or more parties agree uh, in a voluntary manner to do. You understand? So these things would serve as a paper trail because, I mean, working with the artist for that long, one single, two single, third single, fourth single, massive record, you are now presenting, it's not a good look. Sometimes, you see, some of these things, you just have to count your losses and just walk away because we, we fail to realize that artists are also human and they also exhibit inherent flaws. And there's a thing about our space. I, I, I keep saying we do not have an industry. We have a scene. People will argue against it, but I, my point still holds. A lot of the stuff in our space is about hype. And hype is king. I know people who got massive loans. They bought cars, they bought houses because they were popular. And not because they even had, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, a means of even paying back. You need to understand that in Ghanaian society, star power buys you a certain level of grace that some of us here can't fathom, depending on who that personality is and how smartly they can wing their way around certain things. So sometimes when people get that hype machine around them, uh, Charlie, they feel invincible because for, for a time they actually are. You see? So... The fact that this has happened time and again, I, I'm not saying this as, as last minute slander. I think he's a really nice artist. I saw him perform once. I have my, I'll say, I, I keep my reservations. Perhaps at the time, maybe there was some friction because I saw the performance. I was like, uh, I don't know. I think somebody should have stepped in to sort of guide the creative process. Perhaps it was around that time their working relationship was sad. However, I love the fact that Kewa said has just Charlie considered it a loss he's moving on and I, I think that's a smart thing to do because I think if he uh, put himself in a position to actually go back and forth with the artist to try and negotiate and nothing came out of it I mean it is what it is so there's something I keep saying I, I keep saying and I've been burnt many times okay I've, I've been in some of the most bizarre circumstances that you wouldn't even believe if I tell you so I had to learn the hard way. But, but my principle is very basic and simple. Here's the thing. If you and I agree to do A, B, C, D, I'll put that same A, B, C, D on paper and present it to you to sign. If you don't sign, then I know there's some premeditated intention of trying to mugumi. It's, I don't take it personal. I'll walk away. It is what it is. And people in the creative space need to start adopting this way of doing business because we need to realize one thing. A contract that is agreed upon mutually. If we agree on certain terms and conditions and all those things are captured as part of a contract or some documentation of sorts, okay, that can prove that can prove that we agreed on such and such terms, right? If properly drafted, protects both parties. 
I think the fact that the artist had the contract for six months, saying lawyers in America will get back to him. And then he became his father. I don't know if these accounts are true. I don't think Kewa will lie, but I'll give both parties yeah. the benefit. So of according, the to Kewa, according to Kewa, according so to this Kewa, Kewa's yes. account, yeah. That's why I feel some kind of way speaking on this because I really would love to hear the artist's accounts, right? But the fact that somebody has a contract with them for six months, then they give an excuse that some art, some legal representative or some lawyer or attorney from in, in Yankee would have a look and sign, nothing happens, you keep pushing, you keep asking, this time it becomes your father. And the next time, oh, some lawyer from Nigeria who eventually writes back is enough proof that Charlie, either number one, they did not want to sign to begin with, or number two, they are not taking you seriously. Well, okay. Yes, Coffee, because like... I, I think at okay. some point, maybe some ultimatum mm. should have been given. I'm sure there were some lawyers locally, you know, in Ghana, because there are quite a few lawyers who, um, who understand, like, uh, entertainment and music business. They are not too mm. many, but they are, mm. if, they, are, they, are, they are few, you understand. Okay. I, I don't think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a stretch for me. I mean, it, it just sounds a bit dodgy some way, but I don't want to judge because I haven't heard the artist's side. You know, I think, you know, he's yeah. a very talented young yeah. man and I don't think you yeah. make a decision to sabotage his career. So Exactly. Thank you, Beats Menace, um, music executive. Thanks for your submission. We have Magdalenton on. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Philip Nye, my producer, is also listening. Um, Robert Clark just joined us. He'll be speaking in a moment. He is PRO for Chatterhouse, the organizers of Ghana Music Awards, Vodafone Ghana Music Awards, sorry. And Ru, uh, uh, we have Kukua, we have Nana. Uh, of Muse Africa, Dark Harmony, and everybody who is on right now. Thanks so much for joining us. Let me go to the journalist among us, then I come to the music executives again. Adam Mensa Chotame works with the Spectator newspaper. Adam, you, you, you. I've also worked with uh, artists like Take, like Empress Gifty and others. Now, when, when you heard this particular story, what was your first impression? Kwame, <laughs> interestingly, I heard this story before it broke out. I mean, because of our journalistic tendencies, we tried to go into, I mean, issues, try to go to camps. I was with one A-list artist at a program and one producer raised this issue. And it was about, there was a distribution link which was coming in and the both, both camps are not agreeing on a matter. So, so this, this, was, these were, these were hearsays, if you like, these were yes. uh, concern that you heard. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay, continue. So, what happened when I heard it, First of all, I was like, oh, but it seems these two parties all want to get to this destination. So why can't they seem to agree, especially when they have been in the trenches and they've gotten to, I mean, a takeoff point? Why can't these two parties agree on something? Is it as a result of greedy, nice 
or somebody is being influenced wrongly. So when it was officially confirmed by Kiwa, then I told myself, it seems somebody lost his or her guard at a point. I mean, it's, it's becoming one too many in the industry. And I think it's about time that labels, artists, managers, investors put in place measures to protect their investments. Because if you are not careful, this also has a tendency of creating a danger for the industry. We always cry for people to invest in talent. But if these stories keep coming up, we are not working to my life. If these stories keep coming up, we may create a problem for the next generation. Because everything that Adam, is it is it wrong for an artist to leave a record label or is it wrong for a label and an artist to part ways? Hello. It is no wrong. Yes, Hello? I was I was I was asking, I was asking if it is wrong for uh, a label and an artist to part ways. It is, it is not wrong for labels and artists to part with Kwame, but it's about how the pattern happens. I mean, that pattern is what is going to send some sort of uh, indication as to what kind of industry an investor is getting in. That is why I'm saying that if care is not taken, pattern is nothing new, but how the pattern is done, that is very crucial because if we have, look at the football uh, uh, world. There are academy schools who breach new talents. Now, if you do not have a certain structure which will breach new talent, hello, Adam. It's very important. Hello, family. Yes, your hello? line was breaking. Your, your line was breaking. Yeah, yeah I think someone was calling in to. Okay, if we do not check this, if we do not check this, it will go to hundreds. You know, football in football, that is what we call the uh, transfer development fees, where uh, FIFA has made in such a way that clubs who train uh, young artists from their twelfth birthday and twenty-first birthday are given some amount of money as compensation. Anytime the player is bought by another club and even gets international, I mean, view. that is why Papa Raman, when he was bought by Chelsea, Kotoko, and uh, Dreams FC, among other clubs, company, a lot of things, players have benefited from this. Music, unfortunately, doesn't have that soul body which ensures those who train or develop artists do get some compensation. You know, you see an artist and you say, I want to work with this artist. And I'm going to work with him for maybe four years. And um, um, I don't know, maybe whoever is calling you is interrupting your flow. I don't know. I don't know. Um... It's not canceled. The breakthrough is going to come. What happens is that at times... After one or two years, where the artist is about to set line for the returns to come, the artist decides to leave. At this point, 
the person who invested is not getting anything, especially when the ripple effect, which is a positive, started coming in. At times, too, you, you push, 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 and the artists get a breakthrough. Okay, Adam, I, I think you'd have to check your computer again. Kofi, I've seen your hand, but please, um, Adam, please, please check your connection. Hello, Adam. Adam, please, yeah, hello. please, please check your connection. Um, Someone, the, the flow, was calling. yeah, your, your flow is not smooth at all. Kindly check your connection for us, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you. Let me go to Kofi, please. I'll come back to you, but let me go to seven Xavier before I come back to you, Kofi and Baba Sadiq. Robert Clyde is also standing by, um, Xavier. Yeah. What, what, is your, what is your general impression of this particular story? Uh, last minute in Kewa, last minute leaving Kewa's highly spiritual record label, and uh, especially in that particular circumstance, uh, which which was announced or recounted by Kewa on the <coughs> drive. Mm. Well, I'm a, I'm a bit disappointed. Um, I'm a, a bit disappointed on both parts because um, Kewa has been doing this for a while, and uh, I was thinking that maybe at least. He will understand how things work. I mean, these days, I don't think I don't think there's anything called loyalty anymore, you know. And and especially with uh, bigger labels um, hovering around, bigger distribution companies hovering around, um, there's there's so many opportunities for these kids to do whatever they want to do, you know. But it's always to me, I think personally, it's always a good idea to have somebody who can actually develop you a bit in the studio, which Kwa does or Kwa will do for you. And same with links and a few of our label slash production houses, you know. So for him to actually go four songs in, and there was still no proper contract, that is a lot of faith that he had in the boy. And for him, to, for the uh, last me to leave after all this, that was a, the, the almost zero loyalty that he had towards the label or towards Kwa, you know. But uh, that's why I'm disappointed in both um, both. Uh, aspects of, of this whole thing but at the same time um, it is business at the end of the day if he thought after four songs whatever has been offered to him by somebody else or whatever else the lawyer can get for him it's a better deal and he wants to leave I have no qualms for him that's business that's just business and of course that would mean I mean in business somebody has to lose for somebody to gain I mean it's it is rare that everybody gains equally. You know, there'll definitely be somebody who will win more than the others. So, in this case, um, K was spent a lot of money. I think he mentioned that on the run, which is the fifth video, the fifth song. Yes. Um, he spent a lot of money. You know, he spent a yeah. lot of money on that one. And um, basically, that was a turn. That was exactly at the point that the um, the artist decided to leave. So, I'm not even sure what happens to the music. Who owns the music? Who owns the um, um who has the songs? How are they going to actually uh, do the splits and everything? Um, but um, Seven, yes, I, I'm, um, not, I'm not cutting you. I've seen um, the songs on Kewa's record label YouTube channel, highly spiritual okay. label. Uh, yeah, channel on YouTube. I've seen the songs on there. And, okay. um, and then I was asking myself, if there was no contract, how did they arrive that decision or agreement because i think kwa also mentioned that um at a point he said he wanted to have his own youtube channel which is um yes exactly when when, know, so. when he when he sent the contract to him one of the things that last minute requested was, to have was his, his, own YouTube yes, his channel. personal youtube channel yes 
Yeah, so I'm not really sure how everything went down, but it, it looks as if no, that, nothing... that was. I think that that was after he had produced those songs for him. So he was going to continue with the work to sign him officially onto the label after he had produced all those songs for him. So the songs he produced before the contract are the songs on on the the channel now. You get it. All right. Okay. But okay. but let Got me it. ask you. So what what is the ideal situation if a label sees an artist and they want to sign them what is the procedure well it's to me i think it's two things um you probably sign some type of um if you want to some type of deal like a year deal to just develop and record with the artists because sometimes you might see um most of these artists are now probably you find them like freestyling doing all sorts of things but then when you actually get them to the studio to record a song you realize they need a whole year to actually get into the mind frame of recording songs, you know, because most of them are usually like the freestyling or doing verses and this, and they can't really actually write songs or, you know, put a whole song together. I'm talking like the whole different parts of a song, you know, the chorus, the hook, the pre-hook, uh, intro, and all of that stuff. They can't really do that properly. So you might need some time. So you might want to sign at least maybe like a year or so of some type of development deal before you go into the actual actual work. You know, uh, you might want to do that. But you definitely need to sign something because, like I said, there's people throwing money around in the industry now. There's labels and um, distribution companies coming from afar who would put whatever money, especially if that person is able to get one freestyle or one something that goes viral. That's it. They'll, they'll throw some money at the person. So if you want to be in business, you should definitely sign a contract with um, some of these artists that you want to uh, hopefully um, develop and then, you know, showcase to the world. You definitely need contracts. You definitely need contracts. Okay. Uh, let me move on to Baba Sadiq, who is a creative entrepreneur. Pick his thoughts on this particular one. Baba, good evening. Good evening, Sadiq. Hello? Um, okay, it appears the Okayankwe Central constituency uh, parliamentary candidate for the NDC is not responding to us at this point in time. Uh, let me let me move to Robert Clare, who has also been listening to us from the beginning. Robert is the PRO for Charterhouse, the organized Vodafone Ghana Music Awards, and he's on. Good evening. Evening, Pamidani. What's up, my brother? I'm good. Oh. I hope you're well. I'm fantastic. And uh, and I know you followed this particular story uh, from the beginning. Uh, what do you make of the entire story, the last made Kewa parting ways? Um, it's a sad one, given that um, in this particular space, um, a lot of people are looking for opportunities of this nature. But then again, it's also a sad one because... Um, if you are a record label, your interest is to be able to identify talents. And when the talents are able to prove beyond every reasonable doubt that they, are, they can make money or they can become some form of a cash cow, you don't want to let them go. So to be able to have, um, for, for this to happen, I mean, it's sad on both sides. But then I think that um, the, 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 the biggest issue here is the fact that um, a contract not signed, you know, and that, and you realize that Kewa said he was interested in projecting last meet 
um, regardless of the situation because he had a personal interest in him. But then again, he was making business decisions um, instead of... Um, he was making business decisions for somebody that at the end of the day he had a personal interest in. You know, so um, I think that's where the lapse is. Um, a contract would have just made everything easy. However, in business law, let's understand that once there's a certain agreement, the law, the law works with that, or the law can work with that. And he clearly mentioned that there was an agreement, and the agreement became the basis for which he did um, his investments or he took his actions. So if he really wants to stretch it, I'm, I'm sure there are things that can be done. Um, and Robert, if, if, that that will also depend on the terms of that particular sealed conversation. If exactly, if it was binding exactly. enough, exactly. So if that's what I'm saying, if you really want to stretch it, those are things that they can pick up, and then that particular conversation will be fleshed out. But the reality is that some investments have been made, and um, there there are there are certain things within the space clearly that you can always um, you know lay claim to. Like for example, when it comes to publishing. You can't argue about who owns what. Clearly, whoever produced, whoever the composers are, are supposed to be earning something in terms of the publishing rights. So clearly, that particular aspect goes without any challenge. And so some of the things that we'll be um, they probably be discussing is how much money is supposed to be coming to the person from the streaming platforms, from the recording aspect. Those are some of the things that probably may be great. But I don't again, it depends on whatever agreements they had. So... Um, I think um, for me, I'm just looking at the fact that it's a perfect opportunity for us to be able to use as a case study and use this to be able to um, explain a lot of things to our industry. I think one of the biggest things I would also like going forward, maybe in the conversations, is to discuss the expectations of artists before they sign um, onto labels. What are they expecting, or what what do they what do they get into these deals with? In their mind, in terms of the picture, when they picture themselves with these deals, what are they looking to receive? In, and are the record labels able to give them? And we need to be able to discuss that because if their expectations are not aligned, then you have people being becoming dissatisfied along the way. So that's probably one of the areas I want us to be able to look at. So I'll just um, end here, and the conversations can be taken up. Okay. Okay, Robert, thank you so much. Robert is a PRO, Teta House, organizer of the Photo Canada Music Awards. Thank you so much for your time. Still here on Joy Entertainment Unpacked, Joy FM's Twitter Spaces Conversation, our show on tourism, arts, and culture. And it comes your way every Wednesday, 8 to 10 p.m. Let me move straight to Baba Sadiq, who is a creative entrepreneur, founder of Three Music Networks. Baba, we're on now. Good evening. Good evening, Bobby. <laughs> you make busy small. I see. <laughs> but that's okay. But that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. So, so what, what is your initial your initial take on this whole last minute Kwa story? They parting ways. Well, I mean, not the not the news that um, we would want to hear. Also, within the context of the fact that, um, like uh, Seven was saying these things could affect uh, investor confidence. Lately, a number of these organizations are, are looking into the market and offering a deal or two, uh, you know. And when these things happen, it boldens their resolve to begin to tighten and put in certain terms which in, in contracts which are in order, but which could also suffocate the talents that they would have to sign. You know, we understand that one of the things we must come to terms with is that 
um, in the market here. It's almost it's almost a thankless job when um, investors are, or, or should I say, rewardless job. As a lot of investors are not are not really looking to industry because I mean some of them that even have um, access to cash will tell you that that two hundred thousand dollars they would want to invest in you for a two-year period if he turns it around in forex <laughs> he's probably going to make so much more within a short time you know and so it's almost become we are almost at the point where given the situation in markets when you have or you have investors we need to have a way to continue to encourage them you know uh, and most importantly as well um i think that um it was also not a good one for to opt for, I think maybe he have, he may have gone on it on the on the basis of a certain faith he had in the artist that looks in. I mean, everybody comes and go, artists, talents come and go, but this particular one, there's this faith, there's this vibe that we have. You know, just in a while, I understand that sometimes it happens. I mean, people will tell you some of the some of the partnerships that have gone on, talent producers or talent production houses, that have gone on to become very great, didn't always start off with like a well-structured, you know, it was just an exercise of faith between two parties, you know, um, but they kept to it and then they moved on. They had played a lot of cases to cite. Justin Bieber and the initial manager that side, that, uh, what's it called, that developed him before he handed him over to the labels. A lot of these things are there until you get into the proper deals and then some of these, some of the structured contracts are, uh, are put together, you know, but this, Continuously, when it keeps happening, it, it, it keeps affecting investor confidence. You know, just about a week or two ago, I've been involved in conversations like that for a young talent. And these are some of the things that it makes them afraid, you know, to want to invest in the space. Already, it's not as if even if there was a contract and there was a particular problem with the contract. The, the, because there's no expedite action on conflict, <laughs> It's not as if, you know, because, I mean, if there was a contract and he decides to break the contract, then what? Unless, I mean, if you have, like, the ways that KY and Co. are doing, it may not have, it may not be the smart way or it may not be the ideal way if they are putting the music on the, on platforms like Highly Spiritual and Co. Usually it should go with the artist. If you look at it, everybody, almost all the established labels, the artists will have their own pages. Unless there's a deal or there's a conversation. For instance, when Rema did his collaboration with, uh, what's her name, um, Selena Gomez, also because of um, the subscribers that she have, it mm -hmm. was advised she put mm -hmm. it on their platform before, you know. But in, in this particular instance, um, the reason why KY Co. would want to opt for that is because in the event there is a breach, automatically they own the IP digitally and they can, they can I mean, stay on that and continue to milk it you know these things really doesn't augur well for us the narrative continuous continuously having this narrative around makes a lot of people scared but truth be told there are people with money but it's not a walk in the park even with the labels that are throwing the deal you would you ask the talents you would lock yourself up it's not a walk in the park that the loops you'd have to go through for you to even get a small fifty thousand dollar from all these distributors that are in town with everybody chasing a particular artist or, or not. It's not easy. It's not a walk in the park. And now more than ever online before where it's almost like, oh, make her do the song. When I put them online, the song itself go find itself. No, it's not the case. 
it, it takes a lot of investment and effort and everything to put into it. And we understand the talent alone can't do it. You know, there's a need to have um, experts to be able to do it. And experts don't come cheap. If I've got to stop everything I'm doing to have to aid a particular talent today, where we sit, it would, take, it would cost anybody a lot of money. You know, and we are at the point where we need expertise knowledge to guide and direct people, even within the contracts, the different, different contracts. You know, look, last two weeks or last three weeks, I have to take out a particular artist. His foreign lawyer was advising him on a particular contract. He believed in the lawyer. I am not a lawyer, but with a lot of expertise, we were able to just deflate whatever the lawyer was pushing him into. And then take him out of it. You know, she was basically getting him into something that... <laughs> wasn't fit for purpose and was going to suffocate him. But I mean, she had her own whatever figured out. We had to take her out, take him out of it and restructure it properly and take him into something a different realm altogether. You know, so when when these angel investors, quote unquote, are giving some of these raw deals, it makes everybody scared. You know, yes, KY may have played a part of an angel investor where he's like, okay, I'm not really, I'm not sure, but I have a faith in this guy. I want to see how it goes before we scale it up. Even if it was just verbal, even if it was just verbal, I mean, some of these things we need to just be able to watch it. The narrative doesn't work doesn't work well for us. Mm-hmm. It affects other things <laughs> in the value chain. Baba, there is this particular uh, talk in town. Anytime you hear a label and an artist part ways, there is this kind of perception that the art artists are ungrateful. Artists are ungrateful. Is it the case? Is it really the case? Well, at this point today, today, given all the knowledge and exposure that exists, and given all the back information that we know of, it will be difficult. Or uh, I, I think it will be a, a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a stretch. No, not to... not even particularly with this this case, but no, um, no, no, I, I know. I'm I'm building a point yes. on it. I get okay, a question, good. but I'm I'm saying that it will be. It would be a bit unfair or a bit of a stretch to blame only the talent. You know, it takes two to tango. It will be difficult to blame the talent alone. However, if we, if we heard what I'm saying um, and the preamble I gave, it also, look, every market has its own dynamics. We cannot pretend to think that the Ghanaian market or the primary market for a lot of our talent is like, it's, 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 it's like any of the matured markets. And so when we look at the matured market and we look at we look at the ideal cases and you 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 want to match match it boot boot for boot or match it like for like, it won't work. The way our market is structured and the way talent have gone about raising initial capital or getting support to 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 gain some traction, gain some visibility, enough to be a very strong launch pad for them to go on. Charlie, it's crazy. That you understand. So it's almost it's almost a lot of the people that have you can you can it's almost akin to angel investments where there are, there are few angel investors that will say kwame i am banking on you i'm just throwing in a lot of dollars on you um i'm not really looking for anything if it works fine if it works i'm looking for abcd if it doesn't work charlie we all go bankrupt the investment are shit. but charlie i took a gamble on you so they've almost become like angel investors where charlie they are taking a gamble on talents they believe in you know, sometimes without any properly, any proper structured deal of a sort, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of vibe. And also because 
because there hasn't been a lot of a strong body of knowledge regarding how people can properly structure their businesses and also because it's a tall order in the first place because look first and foremost assessing money to have a world structured business it's not easy Kwame. for those of us that have been able to start things from an idea and build it and scale it up it's not easy people will sit down and talk 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 when they talk i look at them like guys you think it's just a walk in the park it's not easy at the point, you need to have make your own sacrifice for somebody to value the business, go and talk to some investor. The amount of money you put into the process of actually even getting into a particular properly structured investment conversation, it'll not be easy. That money, that money that you would have done it for a bigger whatever, that money, you know what you would do to the talent that's coming up? It'll not be small. Though. You know, there are too many brilliant music that's in the mm-hmm. studios. There are too many brilliant artists. But just sometimes... The artist, the artist is uh, 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 is one TikTok campaign away from becoming a hit. But TikTok campaign, they cost him nearly five thousand to nine thousand cities. He don't get one thousand cities have to go and pay the producer to take the song from in there. So these are uh, we need to understand all these nuances very well of our markets to say, listen, when an investor takes it, it's almost it's almost as if he's done you a favor. Not in, when you look at it from the ideal way, what I'm saying is it will be ridiculous to you. But when you look at it from the nuance of the Ghanaian space, Charlie, if anybody bangs on you, it's almost as if he's done you a favor because there are too many options left to them on the money that they're having to bank on you, on the efforts that they're having to bank on you. And so that explains why when it doesn't go that way because of the, 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 the things that they are having to forego to be able to put in the effort and time and everything. And because they've not gotten exactly the money back, when there's a slap in the face, of course, they will look at it and say, Charlie, these guys have been ungrateful. Uh-huh. You know, and, and there are too many scenarios that you would see where people would say, and the whole ungrateful tag, it, it has a history to it. Because one, there was a point where the angel investors, aka production companies that were trying to become like labels, there's a point in time when they had issues with talent. Then talent moved on. I mean, the talent community. When the talent moved on, now they began to deal with the guys that were on radio from the mid-90s because they have a voice and they were their managers. You know, when, when, but when they were dealing and giving the raw deal to the producers, no, initially from the producers, they went to distributors because then the distributors that were selling the cassettes, seeing how profitable it was getting, now they could walk up to you and say, Charlie, me, me discover a mouth. I mean, for this your album that is coming out. And it was not even properly structured. There are too many artists that had sold off the albums to Big Ben and Co. Today, Big Ben wants to claim that catalog because they sold it off. <laughs> it became a tassel. But it was not properly structured. Then when the distributors, there was a raw deal and there was a back and forth. Then they moved to the in- industry, the media people, who were radio presenters that are also managers trying to, you know, also bankroll one way or that is not truly true structured now. Because they have a voice, when there was a disagreement to anything, they took to what they know best, which is radio, and began the narrative. So it, it fooled this particular narrative. But today, like I said, given the exposure that exists, given the body knowledge that exists, given even if we are not properly structured, digital is ripping everybody into line because today you cannot put anybody song online, okay? <laughs> which is where the this is the initial distribution. But we also know that it's tricklings. The streaming is as a revenue line, as much as, you know, it's a volume trade, but it's also a long shot. 
but the immediate things were like Kewa's investor, let's say, in artists and everything. Today, the artist has gotten top of mind visibility as an artist. All that equity that has been built, not directly from the content that has been created. If today they can't cash out though, on all of that, then palm the artist goes. This explains why the Sonys of the world, when they come into the country and they even give you a smaller uh, digital deal, you foresee the terms. The terms be suffocating. I know, I know the joke. Today I was reading one. It be suffocating. If you take the money, you Charlie, you before you go, you yourself, you go come out for inside. So we have to ask ourselves. Meanwhile, a lot of our talent here do not need that. They need the angel investors. They need people that will bankroll them and develop them and give them the freedom to be artists and get to that point where they can they can they can have the power on the negotiation table. But now we're losing all of them to these deals because you know they've there's no with the angel investors is becoming a problem. Uh-huh. All right. Um Baba. Are you done? Yeah, I Hello. mean, yeah, so far. Okay, this, uh, okay. For, for the time being. Okay, Baba Sadiq there, founder of Three Music Networks. Thanks for your submission. Still here on Joy Entertainment Unpacked. My name is Kwame Dazi. And uh, talking about angel investors and doing people a favor, I want us to listen to something that Mr. Drew said in an interview with Ghana Web a few days ago. Um, let's take a listen. We'll be right back. It's work. You understand? Don't don't see it as um, um, someone on the label to work. It's work. You understand? Don't don't see it as um, um, the label is giving you the platform or the opportunity. You are there to work because when the money starts coming, the label is gonna take their cut. You get it. So it's not any adum now be You understand? You are there to work. Once that's why there are contracts, and then when your contract ends, you move on. You understand? So usually it's based on what the artist, the agreement that the artist went on the label with. Sometimes you can't perform the songs that they made for you because sometimes they like pay everything concerning the song, even get you writers and stuff like that. So that one, probably they own the songs to the, the, the they own the rights to the song and probably you might not be able to perform it. So it's, it's different things. It's more of a work-based thing. It's not like, oh, once you once you leave the label and that's it. Once you leave the label and that's it. And sometimes people need to measure the label's ability and what they've been able to do over the years and then compare it to the artist's ability to and the artist's energy as well. You get it? Yeah. So it depends. It, it's so many factors. But honestly, I don't believe that's, that's, that's an issue. Yeah. Because outside the country, people have left, moved to one label to the other and they're always doing well. People have moved from being on a label to like being independent, and then they've done so well. They've opened businesses aside the music. They've opened like brands, clothing brands, you know, makeup stuff, and and they're doing so well. So it's a myth, honestly. It's a myth. All right. So we heard uh, Mr. Drew there that interview with Ghana Web, and he was responding to a question about how artists fare when they leave record labels, and he mentioned the fact that. When you are signed onto a label, it's not as if the label is doing you a favor. I I just play this uh, uh, just to rope into Baba Sadiq's statement about angel investors and the fact that if you get one in in this Ghana, 
it means that uh, they are doing you a favor, not to disagree with him, but just to have uh, Mr. Drew's opinion to that one. Enjoy Entertainment Unpacked. If you have anything to say to us on this topic, we're looking at Kewa and uh, Last Mate's issue. Yes. Uh, and uh, that is what we're discussing this evening, uh, Kewa and Last Mate. Last Mate parting ways with Kewa, and uh, we're having that conversation this evening. Let me go to Kofi Bwache and St. Beats Menes. Earlier on, his hand was up. Let me ask him what he wanted to say, and then I ask the next question. Kofi. Beats Menes. Hello, Beats Menes. Okay, let me come to you, um, um, Seven. Seven, so what are some of the mistakes artists make when they're about to sign deals with record labels? Um, <laughs> well, I think everybody is anxious. Every artist is anxious to have, to be rich. I think first and foremost, it is nothing else, but yeah, I'll drop this song and I'll be rich. That is the number one thing, you know? So as anxiety to be rich that everybody thinks about, but even the business, even what they're going to sign, actually, nobody even knows. Like, they don't even think about it. That's not even, but even their concern. What they want to see is a music video and their songs being played on radio. And that's like the number, number two top things that they want to see. My song being played on radio and, and having a TV and also being popular, you know? And then they quickly realize that um, you can have these things and even be popular and still not have any money. You know, and in this day and age, really, mm-hmm. um, unless unless there's a, a quote unquote label or angel investor, as uh, Baba said, he puts it to have some offer of money given to you. You know, imagine putting your stuff on um, on these uh, platforms like uh, Boomplays and uh, Spotify, etc. And like the first couple of months, you're not really getting anything back. And even if you do, for the first couple of months, it's not going to be that great. It's not going to be good money. You know, so you can still have a popular song and not really have any money. You know, so if you're going in and there's somebody offering you that type of money these days, a lot of people will take it because I know a lot of people are taking single deals. They are taking um, EP deals. They are taking album deals. They are taking all sorts of deals that that's been put on the table now. Um, some of them are taking songs like people actually like the. Uh, foreign labels come and choose. I want this song, that song, that song. I want three or four of your songs for X amount of money. You know, there's so many deals on the table, like so many different types of um, deals. It's not like the regular uh, record label deal anymore. There's so many different types mm. now mm. that, um, yeah, I think they, they, first and foremost, you get confused. You know, you get confused. We'll, even if you've been in the industry for a while, you, should, you probably still get confused because there's so many different ways now that they want to to make things work. Like, sometimes they, they want to sign the songs. They don't want to sign the artists. It's the songs they want to sign. Okay. You know, yeah. Because the, because, because the label's lately. Hello? Baba? Hello, Baba? Hello? Hello, Baba? Baba? Uh, Hello? Now, yeah, I was saying that because the label's now do not like to invest in talent that 360 like they used to. They would have yes. to, you yeah. would have to have, in fact, now when they come, first question, you have to look at your data. If your data is making sense, 
before they begin to want to have a conversation. Now, who invests in the initial steps that gives you that particular data? That particular, that, yeah. that gives you the power. That's the highly spiritual Kewa. Kewa link, yeah. You so know, in, but in yeah, the truth is... In last week's case, it means that Kewa and their team have done an initial work of building the talent, you know. And so, like I understand, again, um, today, anybody can look at it and call Kewa names. But tomorrow, if Kewa tightens up all his investment and everything, trust me, a lot of talents cannot go through the loop. I'm telling you, if any, if all of the people that initially bankroll the talent are to behave like any of the record or any of the deals, because today there are too many different deals. Look, the last week, some of them, an organization, global organization was offering money. They will offer you the money. When you look at the contract, you don't know even whether it's a distribution deal, it's a record deal, it's a publishing deal, all of it put into one, including even booking, booking, all of it put into one. Hey, and the terms, crazy terms. But they were going to give him the money. You know, so, but this is after a group had spent months building and getting the person to that particular point. Who pays for that development? Because the record labels are not into developing talent again. Who spends on that development for you to get the data for us to get to this particular point? And that's why I say that as long as we don't have people or money around, we have money around, but also because of uh, a certain lack of structured business sense, people may do it because, you know, Charlie, guy, whether there's a, there's a contract or there's, that's why I say that it will be foolhardy for anybody to look at the nuance in our market and automatically say or begin to talk like it's any of the like, yeah, Charlie, business, music business. You, did, you know what you did talk about? Yeah, it'd be music business, you know, be music this, you know, be music that. No, every market has its dynamics. Take a look at the market very, 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 very well. We're gradually getting to, we are almost like 30, 40 years back. You cannot immediately jump it and make it. If you make it, do you know the reason why this year so far? From the beginning of the year till now, we've had only one breakthrough talent. One breakthrough talent. And who is that? Who is that? The only breakthrough talent we've had from this is only the boy. One between January till now, one breakthrough talent whose numbers and data is making sense. Beyond that, anybody that's on this planet should tell me which artists have we also broken through. Last year, same thing. Last minute was the guy that broke through. It took this particular angel investment approach to break through last minute to this particular point. So, yeah, it's fine because, yeah, knowledge come. Everybody, they reach some. Everybody, they see. Young everybody, they look come. So, if you find to say, yeah, it be show business. Yeah, it be business. Hey, you, want, you guys want to begin to do those things now in a nuanced market. Do you know how the tech industry had developed to this particular point? Somebody had to bank on Mark Zuckerberg and say, I am giving you this money. I see, I see. I need, I would, I would want X percent of it. At every point in time, scan aside, then you go to find another investor. It's okay, well, sika we here mao, any bibian epu, I we will give you. That's the point that I'm saying. That's the whole essence of venture capitalism. Okay. Um, so I'll if, come back to if you. we okay. need, Sorry. if we're having to need some of these things to develop before we get to that particular point, 
we need to properly understand the market and we need to encourage a lot of the angel investors. In Nigeria today, we make a lot of the noise because of the, uh, uh, the existence of excess corrupt capital, aka from different different sources. It could be 409, political corruption, everything. There were a lot of people that could easily, easily give talents money to build attraction without necessarily, yeah, if you work fine, if you don't work, Charlie, everybody and their own reason. Somebody won't give you the money because, yeah, you're your godfather. So the DeVitos of the world and everything, Empire Meat had developed Whiskey, spent two years, three years of development and building Whiskey, catalog, everything before his current deals. DeVito had on their own bankrolled themselves before this. In fact, even when they were in a deal, if you read from the, the Asher's narrative, he will tell you at a certain point what they had to do to blow if, if before the labels come for them. So it is not, that's, I, I know I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of the people that will say, Charlie, we need to move, we need to do so, we need to really structure it. Whatever. But when you really sit back and look at the market and the dynamics of our market, you realize that, Charlie, the solution we need should be a balance of things okay. so that we do not necessarily jump in and look at the ideal case and want to tap into it. We'll mess ourselves up and we'll get it. The situation we have is about to get worse where we wake up in a year and we don't have a break. This year, tell me how many exciting hits you've had from Ghana. You can you count 10 exciting hits with proper numbers. 10. Terminator. And 10, go. Mention for me. 10. 10 hits this year. January, that has been released between January till now. That uh, you see the numbers, are like, yeah, the numbers make sense. Mention. Terminator, yes, it's been released, but the numbers really take a look at it. If, if anybody knows Kim Promise and knows that the subs that he used to have and everything, the numbers that Terminator is doing is not the numbers that Kim Promise. It's like the guy is supposed to progress, but it needs a lot of efforts. It needs a lot of investment. It needs a lot of movement. It needs a lot of things to make it work. All right, Baba, please take a sip here. Let me move to... Okay, before... I don't know if seven. Did you finish with your submission before Baba coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he finished it up for me, so that's fine. Okay, okay. So yeah. uh, I'll come back to you later. <laughs> Still here on Joy Entertainment Unpacked. Uh, this is what we do every Wednesday here to make sure that we dissect the issues in the world of show business, tourism, arts, and culture. My name is Kwame Dazi. Uh, we have an extension of this particular show on Saturdays too to 6 p.m. on Joy 99.7 FM. Uh, but this evening, we're talking about Lasmid and Kewa, the fact that uh, Lasmid and Kewa have parted ways. And an interview that Kewa had with Joy Prime, he said that um, he did not sign a contract with Lasmid from the outset. They had no contract, but they had a sealed conversation. And after... Uh, last minute released running he was trying to officially sign a contract with him which never came to pass still here let me also acknowledge the fact that we have a uh, serial we have knee atakramen sam in person president we also have babs direction uh, some of our good friends listening to us this evening right here on Joy Entertainment Unpacked. My name is Kwame Dazi. Let's go straight to Kofi Beats Menace. But before that, if you have anything to say and you want to type that 
just uh, drop the comments under this post uh, mention joy 99.7 fm we get them read right here on the show coffee hello coffee are, are, are you here now yes i'm here okay. yes we can hear you I good 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 ask... so earlier on your, your hand was up yes yes um I'd wanted to add something to what Edem was saying because he said uh, he made a comparison between um, contracts in, in, in the world of soccer and saying that we didn't have parallels. But that, that's actually false. We have buyout clauses okay, in properly drafted contracts that protects the angel investors um, in scenarios when uh, in scenarios where bigger entities come and take an interest in, in, in the artist. So they sort of pay them for their work in discovering, nurturing, and developing the artist. And so they can take it uh, to the next level. Okay. There's also another clause in a lot of contracts called um, first option. What first option means is basically, um, you know, Adam said he had, you know, through the grapevine that there was a distribution situation. Um, I, I can't remember the specifics, but basically there was a distributor, something, something. It's not verified, but let's assume, you know, that were the, the case or something similar happens in the life of an artist, right? Um, if a properly drafted contract were in place and there was a first option clause, the, the, the tradition, uh, sorry, the, the agreement would be such that whatever entity comes into the picture, assuming the angel investor, production company, independent label or whatnot, is not interested in signing such a contract, especially when they are bringing a bag that is bigger than what the artist has seen from the entity they are signed to, i.e. the angel investor. What the angel investor then does is to match that offer so they can continue doing business. Do you understand what I'm saying? These are standard clauses in properly drafted contracts. I'll give you another example. We should be super, super delighted uh, that Black Hole is, 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 is soaring and flying high around the world today. But you know, when his career was just kicking off, there was an issue about the management company and so on and so forth. I remember um, Kwame Dazi, I think at the time you were, you know, you were at City and we even met and we're talking about this issue. And, yeah. I, and I did mention that, you see, um, a contract leaked. I don't know how true or, you know, I, 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 I can't speak on whether that was the actual contract with uh, that first guy who was supposed to manage him and the guy who said, you know, he gave him cars and a place to stay and all that stuff. Charlie, if you do small research, you go see, say, the role of a manager is not to provide those things for an artist. In fact, a manager technically is an employee of the artist. You chop when the artist makes money. So, so if if you sign, if you give an artist a, a, a management deal, and you are also acting as an angel investor, it becomes a conflict of interest. Which is why I said, a lot of the entities we have here are production companies because a lot of production deals sort of find a healthy balance between roles of business and personal management, as well as an independent label. Am I making sense? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think we need to get to a point where, at the very least, B Baba said some very important stuff. And I believe I said the same. I, I don't think he was in the room at the time. The first thing I said was, 
some of these happenings, they spoil, they, they ruin investor confidence in the sector. That was the first point I made. There's, there's one thing a lot of us don't know here. All the three major labels have their own proprietary platform to discover artists that break a setting barrier. Before a label go move to an artist, they already get data on Universal has this, Sony has this, Warner has this. Very, very different software. They built it from the ground up specifically to find talent. So the numbers way Baba, they talk and things. Charlie, this point, you know for take home, you know for take home likely. It's a very real thing. And our space can never grow if we do not have healthy relationships between angel investors or executive producers or financiers or indie labels or production companies and talent. Especially because a lot of the talents we have are just talented. They are not developed. Somebody who has just raw talent without any form of, you know, development is useless to a label, really. So, um, this is some of the things we, you know, I, I just wanted to straighten out. So, we should be aware of some of the things that can be added to contracts to ensure that both parties are protected <laughs> somewhat. And so, in the event that certain uh, opportunities present themselves, uh, somebody doesn't feel high and dry. But it's business, okay? And... Uh, we are dealing with humans here. Not everything is meant to, meant to work out. But at the very least, in my opinion, like I said, I don't know yeah. both sides of the story. But I would assume that Kewa, having been in the industry this long, shouldn't have worked with a talent for that long without giving him a contract. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Let me read a few of your um, messages right here. Before, before, I come to, before I come to Robert, let me... Pick a few of your messages right here. This one I just from Collector. Add, I just wanted to add something to what um, was Yes, saying. a moment, a moment. Collector says that it's called music business and not music feelings. Business requires knowledge and understanding. And then we have Mauli Kofi Amenkuta. And he, he has actually posted about four messages. Let me read all of them. Uh, he says, last minute has to understand himself and do the needful. He goes ahead to say that people no longer want to help the talented ones because of some of these people. Last minute should apologize, okay? Kewa should should learn from this and not be careless next time. Molly Kofi Amen Kuta. You can also send yours here. Uh Robert. Yes. So um, you know, Kofi just explained um the buyout clauses that are in proper or standard contracts. I just want to also just quickly add to that particular area. You know, there are different kinds of deals that are available within the space. And when you speak to the people within our space, you understand that I, I, I think some of these things are, a lot of them do, have, do not have knowledge of some of the deals that could be offered to people. So, for example, there's, a re, um, there's, there's literature or there's a particular deal that you say is, is something between an independent um, label and maybe a major label, and it's called the upstream deal. All right. So, if, for example, I recognize that my label does not have the wherewithal to be able to push an artist from ground zero to to what two thousand to the highest level possible, what I can do is I can have a deal with a label that is so huge, and clearly understand what they are looking for in terms of 
the kind of threshold they are looking to see in order to be, to, in order to take interest in the artists and therefore, you know, give them some deal. In that particular case, what happens is that if I am able to develop my artists to pass that particular threshold, then it means that you that it becomes easier to just move them up to the bigger um, record label. And if, so that kind of deal, if we are able to see ourselves like, okay, we don't have that kind of funding, we don't have the global plugs, we don't have all the connects, we don't have the monies to be able to do all the promotion and the distribution, then at the end of the day, that is what most of the labels in this country should be looking at. You understand? So that you work on your production, you work on your artist development, you work on all the elements. Once you're able to hit the figures or you're able to hit that threshold, it means that you're ready to shape the artist to the next you know, big level. And of course, obviously, the, the contract that you have will always have something in there for you. And then you are clear about your business or your scope. Because, you see, there's another deal that is available for artists, which is artist development deal. Because, again, we're just talking about the fact that a lot of people are not developed in this particular space. And if you are not, it's difficult for you to be, you know, for anybody to spot you and want to do stuff for you. So when our people come in as angel investors, so to say, they need to understand that the development of the artist is like their biggest mandate. And if that's really what they are doing, then they should own that particular space and then have that, you know, as part of their you know, the the, the, um, the soul of their businesses so that it becomes easier for them to constantly pitch to the big labels and, you know, push them out there. And then you don't have these issues happening. But it's just by the way. So I thought I should just um, check that particular info in. All right. Thank you very much, Robert Clark. Hey, well, Robert, so, can, can Robert, I say something? Robert, really just, uh, add to, just add to it. And I like okay, it. who is coming in? Before Kofi. Yeah, to just add to it. And I'm glad when Kofi spoke way earlier, he he properly described them. I mean, in terms of either uh, production companies offering other services, you know, today, the way it exists and the nature of the business is such that what you, you spoke about is exactly what everybody's doing. That's what exactly everybody's doing. You know, where you get in the business of, so like Links Entertainment, they've signed a number of talents where they are, they are developing them. They're getting, they're taking them to the mill. They're, they're, they're spending some money to <clears throat> record them, package them, get them to the deal. And you would see out of the four, by all means, at the end of a particular period, it's likely maybe even no work, it's likely one, two, or three, or even all the four, by a particular period, will just get some crazy numbers out there because they've managed to hit it. You know, and when it happens, as usual, what links will typically do is what they've done with Kwame and Kitty. If you look at it critically, Kitty also got that much needed global attention. Was it last year or last two years? Also because of the existence of Empire. Kwame, yeah. same thing. Kwame is now also the first Kwame. At the point in time, they had that uh, with Caroline, Caroline from, um, what's it called, from France. You know, all of them have these things. All of them have these things. But even the development today has become very, very, very expensive. And for development, the returns or the revenue lines is not clearly cut out. You know, and again, everybody, nobody wants to now just invest because of this, just the catalog. Because we know that the catalog will be a long shot. But immediately after you've invested in the talent, the equity, the top of mind, all these things at a point in time become bankable and could become revenue lines for the business.
And so if you project and in two years, if the catalog directly hasn't given you that and the top of mind and the visibility of the talent could give you that as well, then that's one of the things that you would also be wanting to cash in on. But here's a case where actually that's the point when the person also wants to leave. So development, we are getting, gradually getting to the point where nobody, even the big labels today are not developing talent because of these things. The big labels, they are not developing talent anymore. They send their A&Rs to look at who is the hot, who is the next hot kid on the street. When they say who's the hot nuts on the street, on the street, the A&Rs have to come and convince the board. What is his number saying? They make a business case for him. Oh, he's released ABCD songs. The song is doing well here. This is his style. This is where this is the market he's um, um, pondering to. These are the things we can do with match. We can do this. We can do so. We can do so. If we invest X amount of money into him within this particular period, we could recoup. We could go into here. We could go into here. Make a business case before. So we all these labels now, technically, have become development platforms. So linked um, um, Kwa because. Give it to Kewa. Last year, I noticed what Kewa has done. Maybe he's not announced it, but I noticed some of the things I saw. Where he structured, tried to, he tried, he tried to structure the business right. He tried to bring in some experts. He's hired some the echoes of the world. What's the girl's name? Vivian from Links. All of them are jumping to join um, Kewa to handle that administrative and the business side of things. You know, it shows progress. So beyond his production capability, even now, he will tell you, Kewa is just an investor. He's not really 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 beyond um, producing but of course his experience even in the creative process is 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 crazy but the other part about it again is that maybe with time what k1 needs to do is put a proper value on the experience that 20 15 year experience because for you to get into k1 into your studio to direct and say mm, change this thing about the song self it will be small Probably he needs to properly value it and then if for me everybody because now every little penny for counts but the, at the end of the day, if everybody would behave that, that way, Charlie, developing talent will be a long shot. We would have the scenario that we have because nobody's developing. So now the point is that kid that is talented, that's in the streets, who will spend the effort, time, and money to develop him? What kind of contract would he give it to him at, that, at the beginning? Because at that particular time... Yes. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm saying that the companies need to be clear on their mandates. You understand? Because, you see, if you have people coming in and we're still working with the notion that once I am signed on the record label, it means, yay, I've made it in the music business. That particular erroneous idea had to be killed. Like, it has to be killed, first of all. They need to know that getting into the space is not like, it's not doesn't mean you've made it. You are just about, in fact, the real work is about to start. But if you have the record labels or the labels that we have here, clear about their mandate, that they are into artist development deals or they are into upstream deals, then you realize that everything they do would would, would be... Um, Robert, and that, what, I'm, Robert what I'm saying to you is that they are clear today. What I'm saying to you is that all of them today, they are very clear on that. I'm not kidding. They, they are very... Even the talent knows. The danger is that... No, not just the fact that they have to develop you... But the end results, like from the developments, what's next? Do you get what I'm saying? Because if, if people are throwing, you see, because a lot of people are throwing in cash, a lot of people are throwing in deals. People are like Robert, the competition. Robert, Robert hang on. Please, please, let's be clear. See, a production deal is flexible and most often than not is 
a development deal, an upstream deal, among other yeah. things embedded in one. Which is how a lot of the boys, they work. If not, you won't see the situation with Black yeah. You won't see the situation with Kwame Eugene. You won't see the same situation with, with uh, um, um, uh, Kidi. Kidi. And very likely, that's what, very likely, that's what the, um, the last minute situation, you know, possibly is, right? Um, no, no, Kofi, what I'm saying is this. Hang on. Kofi, I'm not describing what has happened, though. I'm describing what is in the mind of the label owners. Because you oh, see, that's what I'm pick, saying. That's why I said they are production companies. If you pick this guy's scenario, what's his name? Like, um, Blacko scenario. It's a clear upstream kind of thing. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it was an intentional um, project on, on the part of the person who started the artist development. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Oh, no, no. I totally get it. But it doesn't uh -huh. have to be. Because in this era of TikTok, a lot of people who pop uh, are, are viral sensations. Yeah. Because right now, everybody, they, they, they look at analytics and That's metrics it. before even talent. Yeah. I mean, for the first time in history, a lot of A&Rs in record labels yeah. are not even music people. Traditionally, an A&R person be somebody where you could hear some rapper exactly. and say, no. Line, line numbers. Now, all of them become analytics, line, analytics people. Exactly. They, they analyze numbers and come and, and tell you, say, Charlie. Exactly. And I'm sense. saying, given the nature of our space and how these guys operate, they are production companies. But most importantly we need to take production contracts seriously, which was why I was breaking down setting specifics. Also, I think when uh, uh, my brother Edem was speaking earlier, or was it Edem or Seven? I can't remember. But there was something about uh, the recorded music and who owns the rights to what. I think that was before Robert came and spoke on the publishing side. That was it that was is worldwide knowledge when it comes to law and legal stuff regarding IP. In Ghana, certain things are not as clear. The person who invests, i.e., the executive producer, owns the economic, owns the economic rights. A label owns yeah. the rights of the sound recording or the master. Mm -hmm. It is simple yeah. because if that person no come inside, you know, go if you go studio, go record the mm -hmm. song. Yeah. So we need to be aware of two rights there's a sound recording or the master, and there's the composition. These are very, very distinct. So for, mm -hmm. for situations like this, at least. There's a, there's a layer of protection for angel investors or people who pump their money to facilitate uh, uh, records to be made. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, guys. Um, let me read this message here. I think the person wasn't really paying attention. So, uh, RD made this. RD says, nobody is talking about last mates and prize money. 100,000 Ghana cities from MTN Hits Maker Show. The space is being discussed like all the invested uh, money came from highly spiritual and the artist is being an ingrate. I think that's a little unfair. You didn't listen. So Kewa was giving 40,000 CDs out of that 100,000 package for MTN Hitsmaker. If you listened, he was giving 40,000 Ghana CDs to produce two songs and two music videos plus promotion. That was, that was the money he was giving. The 100,000 Ghana cities you're talking about was the entire package given to last minute by MTN Hits Maker. Kewa had 40,000 out of that. So, points of correction. Let me read this one from King of Accra. And he says, In Ghana, we do not have a clear line for recouping investments and further making profits. For now, the only ways are streaming, which is dependent on the number of funds an artist may have and playing shows. Uh, there are other sources of recouping 
that we are yet to touch. And then this one from DJ Bless. Uh, he says, talent development goes beyond some of the things we see in Ghana here. Artists with talent and managers or producers handling the artists with talent should also work with passion. You can also drop yours. DJ Bless again says, but why haven't Kewa's uh, nip this deal with a contract for a while? Okay. Uh, more of your comments here. This has been keeping a lot of us. Please, last minute, should simply apologize from Kwejo Zion. Uh, yes, you can also drop yours here under the post and we'll get them read. Now, let me ask this question. So, most times there is this perception that record labels exploit musicians or artists when they sign them on. That is uh, some, some perception out there in the public domain. Here is the case where Lasmid approaches K1 and says that I have my lawyers to look through the contract. Now, I want us to look at this from this angle. What are some of the things that as an artist, if you are getting into a contract with the record label, you do? Don't you think Lasmid was right by making sure that he, he went into the contract with somebody who knows the law is it not something that every artist who is trying or who has the uh, the will to enter into a record label partnership or contract also does? Uh, let me go around and ask. Let me start from Seven. Uh, ask this question. As an industry where record labels are perceived to be uh, exploitative, what is the right thing for an artist to do when they want to enter into it? Get a lawyer, just like last made dead in this case or maybe because they are desperate to just enter um i mean being being a person who's been in that space before you should understand that your first three years or so of being in the industry you'll most likely get um you would probably not get the fairest deal and it's not your fault it's not a label's fault because nobody really knows what you do if I give you $10,000, $20,000, let's say, I mean, a small production house, and I can, and I can afford to give you um, two videos, because usually it's like, I can promise you two videos or three videos, three songs, you know, and I can fulfill that. Of course, the rest of, of, of what happens next is marketing, which is a lot of money too. But the thing is, I personally might like you, people on, people on the label might like you, but then we can do whatever we want and you still not blow or pop off, like, you know, for us to make back the money that we put into you. Right. So I know people are thinking, oh, the label is bad. The label is going to, quote unquote, like rape me. But that is not what it is. I understand that you're also coming in with all that money going into you. There's no guarantee that we're also going to make that money back and make it twice. And the thing is, um, most artists, even regardless of what money has been put into them, once they think they have a song on the radio, a video on TV, they start asking around, where's my money? You know, the label probably hasn't even recouped yet. So you're not getting your money now. You know, so I think it has to be first and foremost education on how this whole thing works. You know, the money that you're getting from a label, the video they're shooting for you is not free. The studio times is not free. Everything else they do for you is not free. You know, I know some labels are even given like salaries, like monthly salaries of some of these people that they sign. You know, there's so much going on. There's so much different ways, so different, so many different ways that uh, 
production houses or labels are trying to tackle what what we have here as record labels and how they um they work. The thing but, is, but seven seven, don't we yes. have instances where some of these labels also exploit the artists? What what do you what do you mean by exploit? How how do they exploit them? Because uh, we've had examples or we we've had cases of record labels um, trying to maybe get very big percentages of their revenue you know in an agreement mm -hmm. i mean yes. first, well, first and foremost we have to look at what is a what is a fair percentage you know uh, i know some people say 70 30 or 80 20 but okay, if what's the ideal to, what's the ideal percentage well the thing is if we're looking at america at the standard americans are doing like 85 15 50 you know, for I the know, artist yes there's it, so much money going in there's so much money going. Some artists are getting like let's say two hundred thousand dollars and up upwards of um um upfront money, and that could include marketing and some other things. Some of them are getting a million, one point five million. I remember Papus at one point they they, they call him that one point five million dollar man, and he says he regrets signing that deal. There's so much money being thrown at you. You have to know the more money that's been thrown at you, the, the the smaller percentage that you get. You know, if you're going in and you're willing to put your money into whatever is being signed. Then of course you can make a baby bargain for like a sixty forty, you know that means you're making sure you're shooting your own videos, you're shooting your own this, you're taking care of a lot of money, and most of the marketing and stuff might be on even some of the marketing stuff you're also paying for it, you know then you can actually bargain for a, a bigger percentage, you know. But uh, if it's just your talent, look at it this way: there's so much talent out there, you know the the label the label can easily skip over you and get somebody else. You're not that special. You were not that special, and even these days in the in the in the age of AI, there's basically AI or um, let's say yeah AI musicians now coming up, you know where they just need a voice to put to to put to a uh an animation. You know, FN Mika is an example. There's an artist called FN Mika, which is basically okay. anima animation, and this is a voice. You know, so I mean, technology would definitely shape things differently in the future. You know, where maybe really is an artist. And even now, really, a lot of people are interested in the music, not the artists. Not the artists anymore. So imagine you can create music without having an artist. The description Simon gave is perhaps the reason why the labels, the mega labels these days, they do not worry themselves about developing anybody. Developing of yeah. time, time no day. They look like um, Kofi would say, their proprietary software. The numbers will pop up. They will look and be like, yo, who is this guy from Cape Verde? Who is popping up the number? How did he break through? Then everybody starts to fly. Different, different deal memos coming to you. That's how it works. And this is also explains why, like I said the angel investors of the game, particularly in a setting such as ours, in a market such as ours, where there's no too much money to go around, should be protected. And that's why it's almost become like they're doing you a favor. Because in your market is almost for any creative project is the most difficult. You've got to, you've got to bootstrap, 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 Blah, 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 sacrifice on your own. Ask your top talents. They'll tell you. Your top talent, if they get some of the works they are doing, they are spending money, 
all your big talent. If somebody go lift that while over them ahead, Charlie, they go breathe. They go, there will not be small breathing, they go breathe for here. Mm. But Charlie, they go release album. Mm. They go shoot video. The least video today in Ghana, in market, the least you pay, the least is probably about $15,000. Unless you know, you don't want to do a proper work. The mm -hmm. least. And so your top talent, if you shoot four or five videos in a year, Charlie, technically shot about $15,000. Then now, they will come do the promotional rounds. And the promotional rounds has changed. Previously, where you go release, get your few fans to get it to trend on the Friday night that you release and go to bed thinking you will get the, the, the views and the critical streams. Lie, lie. It doesn't work like that anymore because there are, there are new active users of the music. You know, the old active users of music are be now becoming passive users. Of, the millennials are becoming passive users of the music. The Gen Zs are becoming active users of the music. Their interaction oh. with the music and how they discovered the music has changed. So the era where three years, four years ago, oh, you want to release. Actually, Friday night, gather your fan of me, drop it, get them to do some noise, and then, bam, it goes. Try to get radio. No, it changed. It changed. And the, the new crop, because they've been exposed, now they understand. Because all the conversations is, oh, 200,000 or 50,000 will go into promotion. This is the promotional strategy. This, that, this, that. We're starting from TikTok. We're going to uh, um, Snap, Snapchat. We're coming to traditional media late. We're going to do this. We're going to do uh, editorial leveraging on all the platforms. We're going to do playlisting. We're going to do A, B, C, D. It's changed. Today, even you've got to even do a focus group and pay all these influencers. That's why a few of the old guys okay. are finding it hard, for instance, to think that, ah, who are these kids on um, TikTok charging their money? It's changed. They will give you the hate, <laughs> trust me. So, again, now that it's changed, you need a small project, a small EP. You would have to have almost about $50,000 to be able to create a resonating effect in your primary market, in this case, Ghana, Nigeria, and some of the other countries, which also connects to the diaspora. If you want to take it further, it'd be big money. That also explains why some of your top talent, even when they've released fantastic projects, are in a sense bleeding. Because after some years, you will have an expectation that, Charlie, the numbers, critical numbers you should get in some few days should be like this. But the critical numbers, these young Gen Zers are getting the critical numbers than them. Things have changed. If they get that, somebody will take them off from them, them ahead. So let's all not we all need to be careful because perhaps last week we we'll leave now. Somebody is telling him, oh, I will okay. give you some advance here and there. You will take up. Mm -hmm. As you take up, you put yourself in the most suffocating deal. Then now, Charlie, the money, you shoot some two videos, you finish. You finish. Right. And when, you don't, when your numbers are not making mm -hmm. sense, the label, they go move on to the next guy on the mm -hmm. label. So when you, should, when right. you should have been with an angel investor to continuously having a, a, a mutually beneficial relationship make you go but the opportunities of the the destiny of that is that eventually you would have to bankroll yourself on this process uh -huh. do you have what it takes uh -huh. to bankroll yourself to actually scale it to the next level that's the question you need to ask yourself all right um we will be thinking about this question but kojo poku has been on as well i don't know if this is our kojo poku of big ideas consort kojo hi Kwame. how are you doing is this our kojo Yes, <laughs> welcome. Thanks, bro. Uh, please, what do you have to say this evening? 
I've I've been listening mm-hmm. listening to my brothers. Good evening to everyone. Yeah, uh, listening. Uh, this is a very interesting topic, and for me, uh, I, I just want to chip in that this this issue is a clear case of how the Ghanaian uh, is. I mean, a typical Ghanaian doesn't like to have partnership, doesn't believe in contracts, and does not strictly adhere to. Um, um, terms and conditions. I mean, uh, from from my point, there's been several times that you get into uh, 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 collaborations and just um, uh, um, get into some form of a, a, a agreement with an artist where you start helping the artist without a contract because at that point, you you only see a little bit of light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. So when you are investing, you are not really, really, really investing with the hope of even getting anything in returns. Then all of a sudden, that small investment turns out to to um, bring in some big numbers. And overnight, the artist becomes a sensation. And everyone is calling the artist here and there. I think as, as Ghanaians, we need to look, look deep into our eyes and say to ourselves that we do not like to adhere to contracts. So when somebody sees a young talent, a budding talent somewhere and starts investing without even thinking, I mean, because some of these angel investors, they may not even know the details of, of, of the publishing and all the other uh, details of music production these days. They just see the artist as somebody that they can help and throw in the money. And then later on, it turns out that there are people, there are big fishes out there who will come in and come and say, okay, they are they are using their softwares to look at the numbers that the artist is now generating across the globe and will now come in and pay some upfront money to this guy that somebody somewhere has been helping over the years with some thousand here, two thousand here, five thousand here, and has now blown. That 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 is the problem. But the bigger picture is that we do not like to collaborate as Ghanaians. And that has been our, 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 our downfall all these years. If you look around, you look, we are in summer. We are, the, the summer is on right now. And the whole of this summer, the whole world is having raves, parties, events all over the world. Ask yourself, I, I, I mean, is there even one single event going on in Ghana here that an artist is putting up a collaboration with, you know, some radio station or some event company or something. Nothing is happening here. And one of the main streams of, of, of generating income is, is touring. We want to look at touring as happening in the, in, in the Western world. But you can make so much money even touring locally. But which artist is even allowing himself to collaborate with local you know, companies to, to embark on these ventures? And if you do not have that strong local base, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it becomes very difficult for you to, 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 to get that springboard to jump onto the next level. But it's all because our artists do not like to collaborate. They do not like to collaborate. They just like to, you know, be in their corner with their own friends that they started doing this thing with and they do not see the need to get in the professional help that will elevate them from that local champion to a global sensation. 
and that has been our, our problem. I'm I'm just sitting in my office right now, and I'm just thinking to myself, why mm-hmm. why am I my equipment still in my in my warehouse this <laughs> summer when all over the world people are selling out venues, yeah, and and, and just raving on, and artists are making money. Taylor Swift is going to make five hundred million dollars from her tour at the end of this summer. And not to even talk about our African brothers who are selling out 100,000 venues and getting 1.5 million per show deal for merchandise sales and a whole lot of things. And in Ghana, there's absolutely nothing happening. No event whatsoever. No artist is even trying to, to do something. What is happening? It's all the collaboration that they are not doing. They are putting their talent there. They are hiding in their closet. Okay, with a few stream income that they will make here and there. And that's it. That's it. So we need okay. to encourage these artists to, to better uh, collaborate and also allow themselves to, to get into partnerships. You know, that will elevate their craft from, from that local champion status and, and okay. get out there into the global stream. All right, Kujopoku of Big Ideas Consult there. A big thank you for your thoughts this evening. Let me go to Kofi Bwache and Sam Beats Menace. Kofi Bwache, um, what advice would you give to both record label owners and artists, you know, when it comes to signing a contract or getting into a deal? Well, um, like I said earlier, um, contracts hold the keys. Um, in my earlier submission, I said if myself and somebody else agree to do a number of things and we give ourselves conditions, we put it on paper, if I present it to you or you present it to me and either party is hesitant to sign, you can see that there's a premeditation to not abide by that contract. So it's okay to walk away. Now to answer the question you asked before, the question you just asked me. I'll say two things. Number one, nobody gets a deal they deserve. You only get what you settle for or negotiate for. Point number one. Point number two, a deal is good or bad depending on a number of factors. For instance, we've seen quite a few of our artists on billboards in Times Square, the huge billboards in Times Square cost $50,000 a day. That money is not free money. Seven said eighty-five fifteen. He made a mistake saying in favor of the artist. He meant in favor of the label. Somebody will see this percentage and say, oh, this deal isn't fair. Seven said something, Sadiq said something very important. And I want people who work with artists on here to pay attention carefully. We need to realize the importance of angel investors who hopefully angel investors to Adekam Bashu, the Takashi for on a space be too much. We for try and understand some things and we for stop use artists as target practice. Why? Because 
once an artist agrees to work with you, they are putting their lives in your hands also. So we need some accountability on that side. But most importantly, from the side of artists, because a majority of the people with talent, they don't get money. That is fact. Now, if you don't build your artistry, your presence, to a certain degree, and you get a label, trust me, it is going to be a shit deal. Because the label that is approaching you is doing you a favor. And they can easily walk away and find somebody who is better suited and, and, and is more promising. Because at least they, they've managed to prove that they are a viable investment. Okay? So here's the thing. A number of people will say, oh, the deal wasn't good enough. But the thing is, who know the artist? That's something we don't think about, though. That's point number one. Point number two. Depending on who is bringing the deal and their track record, even if they give you a deal that perhaps you wish for better. And let me say this before I continue. Every deal, you have the right and the power to negotiate, to negotiate on it, on the terms. But if the people tell you that, Yusef, nobody know you, you are going to do A, B, C. And it's actually put on paper. And they have uh, targets to be met. For instance, okay, if, for instance, we are taking 80% or we are taking 70%, you are taking 30 But they say, okay, you, you have a setting look. You have a setting feel. We go invest so you'll be groomed so you can do catwalks. You can do runway. You become one of the people who actually wears Giorgio Armani for a new collection. And each time you do that, you get paid half a million. Is that a good or a bad deal? So what constitutes a good or a bad deal is relative. Given certain circumstances, given certain variables. Okay? For somebody, that half a million be beneath them because in fact I get that money. If you give them that money. So some of these things, it be relative. That's why you need to have people on your team who are realistic and not just idealists, okay? If you take a platform like, uh -huh. um, I, I want to give an example, sorry. If you take a platform like Platoon, okay? Platoon is owned by Apple. But they started initially, you can tell that, see, they are a business, but the founder of the company, he be music guy. He was one of the people who helped design the iPod. You understand? So it started as a collective or a platform to invest in artists and develop them and then project them to a point where somebody likes to step in and take it further. Platoon managed to blow quite a number of artists. Crazy around the world. Billie Eilish started from Platoon. The best talent you've seen from Ghana, from Platoon, is Amare. See where Amare is today. But Kwesiatha also went to Platoon. So here's the thing. We need to realize that the teams, when I mean the teams, the people around the artists, the artists yourself, the people who are investing in the artists, the angel investors, Charlie, you for have plan. You for have vision. But not just vision. You should have the balls and the personnel to see that vision through. 
it is very important. See where I'm already today. Mm-hmm. Lots of hard work, lots of planning, lots of yeah. intentionality. I keep telling people that see. I've heard people say, oh, but Amari, say on your gun, I mean, she's privileged because she looks a certain way because she went to a certain school. See, bro, me, I've worked with Amari, I know her personally. I have never, and I'm going to say this on record, I have never worked with any Ghanaian artist who's as hardworking and as persistent as Amari. Somebody should go feel sit traffic inside, three hours, come to you just to change one snare drum sound. Sit right inside again, three hours to go back, Charlie. See, we, we, need, we need to start reorienting the way we perceive things. There's one thing to want success. There's another thing to, of liking the idea of success. On the surface, the two sound or look the same, but they are very different. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kofi Wachi and Sambi Menes. Let me pick... Um... Adam, man, Adam, uh, this, this will be your final words, actually. You've been on and off. Okay, it's off again. <laughs> Let me go to uh, seven. Seven, your final words that we say goodbye to uh, listeners. Um, yep. My final words? Yes, please. Okay. Well, well, like, um, I, I think the thing is education. Like, be educated on, on what a label is, what what signing a deal means, and um, basically know what you are looking for in the deal. You know, because these days, like uh, Sadiq and I both agree, there's so many deals floating around that um, an artist can choose to go independent, of course. You know, um, um, I've dealt with a few in the industry where they, they work on their own. They do stuff with their team, and they're able to maybe um, – get a deal for a song for $5,000 or they have an EP they're pushing, they're going to different places and their aim is to get $50,000 for the EP. Right. And they are going to different places looking for that money. And some of them happen, some of them, it doesn't, you know? So, um, in this day and age, definitely this, you don't have to go the traditional route. You have to do so many different ways to go. Um, personally, I think now, Music is what uh, the young, the younger generation will call a lick. Basically, it's an avenue to make quick money or to make some money, and you can probably flip that into something else. You also have to look at it that way. So, if you're an investor or a label, thinking that you're coming into business to sign an artist for five years, because I know I've seen a lot of um, deals in Ghana where the um, the contracts are five years long. The initial contracts are like five years long, and I think that's what. I'm not sure if if uh, um, Mr. Drew did three or five years, but he did. I think about between three and five years he did, and I'm sure maybe whatever um, last meet had was about four, or three or five years, and he didn't want to stay for that long because, like I said, some of these artists are really in for a quick buck if they can, and flip the money into something else. You know, investors also, labels also have to understand that mm-hmm. how these younger kids are thinking, so. If I was to label in this day and age, I probably wouldn't worry too much about an artist, signing an artist. I'll probably be worried about signing songs, blowing them up, getting money off the songs. I mean, we have to understand it's a new age. Um, maybe, maybe, just maybe developing talent and, and artists really doesn't pay off at the end of the day because there's really no income that will, that, that will pay off if you sign somebody for a year or two just to try and develop them into a, a certain type of artist, you know, and then after that time, when they start looking good to everybody else, somebody comes with $50,000 and, and grabs them away and takes them away. 
you know so it's 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 what i'll say as a now businessmen who want to enter who want to be in the music industry have to like really um think about new strategies or new ways to approach this thing because it is business nothing personal no feelings there's no loyalty in it you know but a lot of us who've been in the industry for so long have um, made, and it's, it's, it's you, you may send contacts with certain artists that you think, oh, this, this artist will be loyal to me forever. And we've had um, times when you think this artist would not turn his back on you, and they've done that. It happens all the time. So personally, I'm not, um, I'm not scared to lose an artist. I hope K was not also not scared to lose an artist, but I also understand what it means to believe in an artist so much so much and then they just leave but it is 2023 and we have to understand it is business it's nothing but business you know and even if he's left as an artist you can always collab with him and an artist in your label there's still money to be made so there's no there's no time to be bitter no zero time to be bitter there's still money to be made you can still call him to collab with um one of the artists on his on his label you know, it's going to happen. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it, you have to look forward as a businessman. Look forward. Try to make something positive out of whatever this whatever happened with this. So th- these are my last words. OK, uh, good one there. Seven, Savior. Mm. Uh, King of Accra says that the label is a business entity and they are in existence to make profit of the sound. That's why they will have placements in movies, buy streams and all that. Uh, they cost money. So. There is a thing line that we may confuse if not careful. The label is not really your friend. <laughs> okay, thank you, King of Accra. And I think I saw a message from Lesbic Yossi says, uh, the key asset is to imply strategic partnership. The majors operate like a factory manufacturing different products. Uh, with a variety of brands based on the demand of the markets. Uh, thanks so much for your comments. I okay, I have this comment from Adam Mensah Chotome, and he's making a response to something he said about the clubs. Um, uh, Kofi Bidman has responded to that. He has a response. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's rebutting again. He says, My point was that FIFA has made it easy for developers whether the players are still in contract or not, the laws make it clear that the club, he spends his 12th and 21st birthday are recognized for compensation. I was making a point with Kewa, who does not have a contract with the artist he developed to talk about uh, buyout clause. That was my point. So that was Adam Mensah Chotame, uh, his point there. Let me take the last one from Baba Sadiq. Baba. Yes, for me, um, I think that um, understanding the market and the, the nature, the dynamics of our markets and how unique it is, is very important. Um, I think we need to encourage a lot of the angel investors in industry so we can develop and bankroll a lot of the talents that are in the studios, in the streets and across, you know, particularly now more than ever where the bigger labels are looking for the already developed talents whose numbers are making sense to require an advance, um, you know. And so um, I, I get it. And also whilst we're looking or asking for us to properly formalize and structure our smaller business units, um, let's be careful we don't leapfrog 
or just try to put it side by side by what is ideal in this case, the more, the more matured market. We need to understand our, our unique market in a way and we need to be able to encourage all these development going for us. And so, and also advise each other. Um, going forward, a lot of these back and forth with talents, angel investors and everything doesn't work out well for us. It affects investor confidence and that in the long run could worsen the already the already uh, worst situation we have on our hands, you know, where we are not getting a lot of hits released, where we are not getting a lot of breakthrough talent, where we are almost into comatose. Industry is quiet. Mm. It's quiet, you know. Mm. And at, it's also as a result of the fact that, one, the socioeconomic impact, we all agree, but even where the socioeconomic impact usually, once there are people with few bucks are still interested and their interest is up. Uh, it could get people floating and one exciting story after one exciting story after one exciting story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Continues to keep industry vibrant and, you know. Okay. And it... Okay. Yeah. So, essentially, okay. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's my, my view. All right. A big thank you to you, Baba Sadiq, who is founder of Three Music Networks. Uh, let me also say a big thank you to you, Kofi Bwachi and Sam Bitmanes, music executive, and then to you, uh, the president of the Ghana Music Alliance 7, Xavier Robert Clark of the VGMA. Yeah, thanks so much for your time this evening. Uh, time is absolutely... Funny I cannot take the last words. Adam, Adam, no, we are, we are going. Adam, message to from Spectator newspaper. No, please. Uh, thanks so much for your time this evening. Kwame, Kwame uh, why can't you ask your question? No, no, no. We, we, we are why can't you social media like you do on radio? My, my, my social media executive is closing. His time is up. Ah, <laughs> Robert, ask a question. Robert, ask a question. You don't know food. Make it super morning go out. Robert, Claire, ask a question, please. <laughs> Okay, so we keep saying saying that it is very, very important for the upcoming artists to have read the contract for them to have understood it before um, appending signatures. In this particular case, Kewa gave the document to, what's the name, to last minute to read. Last minute came back with, you know, lawyers, because we keep on saying, go and get a lawyer, and the lawyer will advise you about the terms and everything. Now, and he refused... So, so it's not like he refused to sign. They they asked for changes, and then when they asked for changes, based on the way Kevin narrated the stuff, it means that at the end of the day, whatever they were asking for could not be submitted. I just mm-hmm. want to leave that as um, an element of food for thought. So okay. the question here is, what were they asking for, and what were the details of the contract, so that maybe okay. we can get into the understanding, like into the mindset of how the artists think and what they are looking for, their expectations, and why they don't want to sign certain contracts. That's all. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's been Joy Entertainment on Fact on uh, Joy 99.7 FM Twitter handle. My name is Kwame Dadzi. Uh, you can later on, you can listen to this show on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Uh, just catch up if if you want to listen again. Or tell, just send it to somebody who didn't listen. Show produced by Philip Nye, Oliver Fangnan, Health Social Media. But on Saturday, okay, 
Uh, on Saturdays, actually, we come your way with uh, Showbiz A to Z on Joe 99.7 FM from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. My name is Kwame Dazi once again. Joy Entertainment uh, is where you need to be uh, every time because we are large and in charge. Good night. <laughs>